from Arsenal Audible, this is your weekly women's roundup. First, we're going to look back at the match report from this weekend's match against Aston Villa, which the women pulled out in stunning style, scoring two goals in overtime and perhaps stealing a page out of the men's team book. We're going to hear some reaction from the match from Katie McCabe and from Beth Mead, who made her first appearance in over 11 months for the Arsenal women's team after tearing her ACL. Of course, everyone is extremely excited to have her back. And then we'll look at a couple things from Jonas Eidevold has had to say over the past week. One was about games at the Emirates and how he wants to make that a fortress for the women's team, which is a really a key asset that the Arsenal have at their disposal. They are leading the charge with attendances in women's football, hitting 35, 40, even over 50,000 uh, in one of their previous games a couple weeks ago. This is truly an opportunity for the women to have a unique playing environment and something Jonas Eidevold wants to really focus on and hone in on uh, to the team's advantage. And then we'll hear a bit about how he uh, recovers, how he helps the players recover from the World Cup and leading into the season, which of course has been off to somewhat of a rocky start, but we'll get some insight into how Jonas Eidevall is bringing the team together and seemingly to good effect with them securing their first win in the WSL this past weekend. My name is Nathan Phillips, and it's October 18th, 2023. But first, breaking news as it's been announced today that the women's North London Derby will be played at Spurs Stadium. This is by Tim Stillman for Arsblog News. Tottenham have announced that the women's North London Derby in the WSL, provisionally scheduled for Sunday, 17th of December, will be played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Derby was first played there in November 2019 with the Gunners running out 2-0 winners in front of a 38,000-person crowd before they defeated Spurs 3-0 behind closed doors at the stadium in March of 2021. Over the last two seasons, Tottenham have opted to play the game at the main ground for their women's team, the Hive, in November 2021 for a 1-1 draw, and at Brisbane Road in March when Jonas Einaval's side were 5-1 winners. The match in December will now take place at the club's main stadium after a two-year hiatus. It marks a big week for Arsenal women, where they will play Chelsea at Emirates Stadium on December 10th, before playing Tottenham at Meadow Park in the Conti Cup on December 13th, and then taking on Spurs in the WSL the preceding weekend. Arsenal have played the last two WSL home North London derbies at the Emirates, winning 3-0 and 4-0 on those occasions. The game is currently scheduled for Sunday, December 17th at 2pm, but is subject to change for TV scheduling. The reversed fixture, due to be played Sunday the 3rd of March, will be played at the Emirates. Meanwhile, Vivian Medema has been called into the Netherlands squad for their UEFA Nations League doubleheader against Scotland later this month. Medema has not played since rupturing her ACL in December and is in the final stages of her recovery. Her recall has the full support and cooperation of Arsenal, who reason that full training with a full group in the national team will be better than staying at London Colney and training with a handful of teammates not on international duty. Arsenal Women 2, Aston Villa Women 1 by Stephen Wright for Arsenal.com Stoppage time goals from Katie McCabe and Alessia Russo saw us complete an outstanding comeback to beat Aston Villa 2-1 in the Barclays Women's Super League at the Emirates Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Maz Pacheco's first half header gave the away side the lead, but we stayed in the game and turned it on its head with two late goals. McCabe struck the equalizer when she slammed the ball on the roof of the net, and Russo secured the three points moments later, courtesy of an assist with returning Beth Mead. With 35,829 supporters in attendance, we had the first chance of the game when McCabe struck from long distance, but the shot was too soft to trouble Daphne von Domselar. 
The villa keeper went on to spill a cross into the box from Caitlin Ford, but the visitors managed to clear the danger. In the 25th minute, Villa took the lead, Pacheco heading into the bottom right corner from a corner kick. Manuela Zinsberger was on hand to catch the following header, with Rachel Daly provided from Lucy Parker's delivery. At the other end, Frieda Monum's corner was headed wide by Leah Walty before Russo's header across goal was cleared by Daly on the brink of halftime. The crowd urged Monum to shoot, with the halftime whistle approaching, and she duly obliged, but the shot went wide of the post at the end of a cagey first 45 minutes. Russo volleyed the ball against the head of Rachel Corsi early in the second half, followed by a stoppage in play. And then we met our first changes in the afternoon, the 63rd minute, when Victoria Polova and Chloe Lacoste replaced Amanda Illestet and Monum, respectively. That's when we burst into life, Kim Little finding Caitlin Ford, who turned her defender and crashed a shot off the far post. With just under 15 minutes remaining, Walty was replaced by Stina Blackstennis. McCabe had two consecutive efforts on goal blocked by Villa's defense before Steph Catley headed wide from the following corner. Gunners were on their feet in the 87th minute as Meade made her long-awaited return, coming on for Noelle Moritz, and 12 minutes were added at the end of the second half as Ford met McCabe's cross with an overhead kick that wasn't powerful enough to cause concern for Villa, but then Emirates Stadium erupted. A brilliant challenge from Palova led to McKay being put through on goal, and she made no mistake, slamming the ball onto the roof of the net to equalize. It was so nearly 2-1 to the good, moments later as Black Stennis burst through on goal and hit the far post. But our second goal of the day came in the fifth minutes of stoppage time, with Meade laying it off for Russo to pick out the bottom right corner and complete the turnaround. Black Stennis had a shot blocked on the line as we looked to make it three. But in the end, a one-goal lead was enough as we claimed our first win of the season, Lato Woman Moy making sure with a vital challenge at the death. This means that Arsenal rise to 7th in the Women's Super League with 4 points from our first 3 games while Villa fall to 11th. McCabe says we played right till the very end by Aiden Small for Arsenal.com Katie McCabe picked up the Barclays WSL Player of the Match award on Sunday as we defeated Aston Villa 2-1 in dramatic fashion at the Emirates Stadium. The Republic of Ireland International kickstarted our comeback from 1-0 down by scoring the equalizer in stoppage time before Beth Mead returned from injury and combined with Alessia Russo to secure all three points. Quote, It was an unbelievable team performance, said McCabe during her post-match interview. We played right till the very end, and I think it shows the mentality in this team. The girls coming off the bench and making the impact they did, and you know what? 35,000 fans here to cheer us out of the Emirates was unbelievable, so we're just delighted to get the win for them today. My goal could have come from anyone, to be fair. I felt like we were really on top of them, and Caitlin had a chance, and we hit the post, so we knew it was coming. We just had to be patient. I think our composure really showed in our play today, and ultimately, got us the win. The reception that Beth Mead got coming on from the fans was unbelievable, and obviously, we're all so proud of her. We've seen the hard work she's put in over the last 10 to 11 months, so yeah, we're delighted to have her back. An important part of how we want to grow is to make the Emirates our fortress. Jonas Eideval on the Emirates Effect, a piece by Tim Stillman for Ars Blog News. Arsenal women's boss Jonas Eideval says making the Emirates a fortress for the women's team is a key aspect of the team's growth. Arsenal are leading the charge with booming attendances in women's football in the UK, and they have steadily increased the number of women's games at the stadium, with a publicly stated ambition to move the women's team into the stadium on a full-time basis in the future. The Gunners broke the WSL attendance record with 54,000 in the stadium a fortnight ago to witness a limp 1-0 defeat to Liverpool. Arsenal are hopeful of around 40,000 on the ground in this occasion. 
It's the first time Arsenal have hosted back-to-back -back WSL games at the Emirates as part of their ongoing feasibility study on the women's team using the stadium on a more regular basis. Quote, It is such an important part of how we want to grow is to make the Emirates our fortress, said Idaval, doing that together with the fans. That is not only going to be achieved by the team, it has to be the team and the fans in cooperation. They need to lift and energize each other. It goes both ways, and to create that bond, we need to transform what we have at Boreham Wood onto the Emirates. How do we do that? Well, playing there more often. Creating those situations more often. This is a really strong moment, playing back-to-back -back league games here. If you go back three or four years, playing at the major stadiums was a one-off occasion. It was done around Europe, but it was these one-game preceding things where a lot of tickets are given away to try to get maximum attendances. But one week after, what happened with the attendances? Where was the next game being played the week after? Very few clubs have managed to do this week by week and back to back, and that is about sustainability with attendance figures and maybe moving permanently into the Emirates. That is what we need to show as a team and with our fans that we can get good attendance figures week in, week out. That is where we need to go. That is when it can become a real strength for the women's team. We're on that movement. We are not fully there yet, but we're on that movement, and that makes me proud and optimistic about the future. Idaval also says he and his team are eager to put things right after a poor performance and result at the Emirates a fortnight ago against Liverpool. I'm happy to go back to the Emirates so quickly after what was a disappointing performance against Liverpool, but show the crowd another version of ourselves. For me, the disappointment from the Liverpool game is that we didn't energize the crowd enough with the way that we played. We looked static when we had the ball, and we didn't get them moving enough. We weren't able to stack situations on top of each other. I don't think we had more than one or two counter-pressing situations. When the game becomes more dynamic, we are better. We can see that in the second half against Manchester United. When we start moving the opponent, the game starts moving for us. That is really important to get that fluidity. Beth Mead is back for the Arsenal women. And how excited are we? By Daisy May for JustArsenal.com Arsenal women's fans were delighted at the prospect of seeing Beth Mead return to the matchday squad after Jonas Eidevall confirmed in his pre-match press conference for a game against Aston Villa that fans could possibly see Mead grace the pitch after nearly a year out of competitive football. Mead picked up an ACL injury last season against Manchester United that seen her miss almost a year of football, including the just-passed Women's World Cup. Mead, who was a standout performer for both Arsenal and England last season, was a huge loss to both club and country. Walking away from the women's Euros in 2022 with a golden boot to end the player of the tournament, Mead being absent was a huge blow for the England women's side. Mead herself has sat down with many people since, and reported how hard it has been to come back and recover. Injuries are a given in football, but getting back to your best is always a hard journey to embark on. But with the support of her Arsenal and England teammates, the club staff, and the medical department, Mead looks to have come back with a fire in her belly, ready to go. After just over 11 months, Mead and Arsenal women's fans got what they had all been waiting for. A standing ovation went up around the Emirates as the striker prepared to come on for the first time in nearly a year, and you could feel the excitement and the relief in the air. Stepping into the Emirates with the roar of the Arsenal fans, delighted to see her back, a huge moment for her and the Arsenal staff. After such a long, hard journey back, Beth Mead was finally back on the pitch. Coming on in the 88th minute, she got straight into the thick of it, almost landing a header into the net on her first touch. After just four minutes on the pitch, the Arsenal women had managed to level up the scores after a thunderbolt from Katie McCabe went to the back of the villain net. It took Mead only six minutes on the pitch to make the difference, setting up Alessia Russo for her first goal for the club, 
putting Arsenal 2-1 up and ultimately winning the game for Arsenal. Arsenal were 1-0 down when Mead entered the pitch in the 80th minute, and only 6 minutes later, they were 2-1 up and looking to walk away with all 3 points. Having Mead back definitely spurred on the Arsenal women, and she walked away with an assist after only playing 16 minutes total. Chloe Lacoste loves being with the Arsenal women. I'm getting more confident, she says, by Michelle Maxwell for JustArsenal.com. Chloe Lacoste was one of the remarkable arrival in our Arsenal women's camp in the summer. Her fantastic statistics at Benfica last season, where she scored 22 goals in 15 league games, most likely convinced the side of all that she would be an ideal addition to his assault force. Just months after joining us, the Canadian has had a lot to say to Arsenal.com about joining the Gunner family. She's impressed by how vibrant our women's team is, noting that everyone is a leader and the variety of individuals that she's met. She also mentioned how simple it was to get to know her teammates, as well as how simple it was for her to adjust to the fresh start at Arsenal. Quote, I'm all settled into life in England now, living in a nice neighborhood not far from London Colney. On the training ground, it was easy to settle in because everyone came back from the World Cup in stages, so it gave me the opportunity to get to know my teammates on an individual level. Then it was so nice to have the whole team together for the first time at Adidas HQ to fully get going. I think everyone here is a leader in their own right, but there are obviously a few big characters. Beth definitely likes to crack a few jokes, some might say too many, and as you guys say, she brings the banter. Katie's always loud, which comes as no surprise, but everyone's been really sweet. It's so nice to get to know their individual personalities on the pitch as well. She also mentions that being at Arsenal gives her the confidence to grow. It has increased her self-esteem and she's now courageous as she's learning much and getting better. Quote, Now being here at Arsenal, I'm getting more confident. And when I join up with my national team, that confidence is conveyed on the pitch. The last window went really well and we qualified for the Olympics. And on an individual level, the coaching staff has put a lot more faith in me and my game, knowing that I can start and make a difference. Chloe has already scored one goal for us. On match day two, she scored in our 2-2 tie with Manchester United. She had this to say about scoring her first of many goals for us. The first couple of days after scoring my first goal for the club, I was flying a little bit high. Your adrenaline just really gets going after a moment like that. Just before I ran on, I remember being told 4-3-3, which threw me, because I was originally coming out as a wingback. So we changed the formation at the last minute, and I was like, okay, 4-3-3, let's go. We need a goal. As an attacker, you have tunnel vision in those moments, and all you see is that net. I spot a little window of opportunity, struck the ball, and it felt good coming off my foot, for sure. Notably, she's already smitten with us Gunners and appreciates what those of us who attend their games do to push the team. The supporters here have been fantastic. As soon as you come out on the pitch, you hear these chants, and some are quite catchy and fun. You almost have to dance and sing along with them, but then you have to remember there's a game to play. I've already seen how incredible our fans are, home or away. They come out and support us in no matter what, and we can't wait to see them again on Sundays. Jonas Eidevall should make better use of her, and I'm sure after watching her score, he'll be thinking of playing her more. I'd like to see her on the right wing. She could be the spark that we're looking for. I am an all-in, all-out person. Jonas Eideval talks recovery for his World Cup stars by Tim Stillman for Arsblog News. Arsenal had 17 players at this summer's World Cup, with Walter Wobbenmoy, Steph Catley, Lena Hurtig, Caitlin Ford, Alessia Russo, Stina Black-Stunas, Leia Codina, Amanda Illestet, and Cairo Cooney-Cross all involved until the final weekend of the tournament in Australia and New Zealand. 
Jonas Edeval was asked about how Arsenal handled those nine players who were involved with their national teams until the weekend of 19th, 20th of August, and he insisted there would be no half measures. Quote, I am an all-in, all-out person. When you step in and train with Arsenal, I demand 100%, the Gunners boss said. There is no room for coming in and saying, I will have a 90% day today. Arsenal is not the environment for that. When you step in here, you are 100%. But also means mentally, coming in after big tournaments with too little time to reset, we have managed time individually with players who have stayed long at the World Cup so they can get complete time off. We have done that individually with all the players that were in the late stages of the World Cup during this period. Has that been ideal from a team perspective that we haven't been able to keep the group together? No. But it is still absolutely vital to be able to attack the season fully. So we do not feel like we are going into the season as players too mentally fatigued and then not being able to cope, so we are forced to give time off. Now, we try to manage it proactively instead. Idaval also said, managing the players' other national team demands has been an important part of the process. Ridiculously, the opening weekend of the WSL season was immediately preceded by two rounds of international fixtures. Idaval said cooperation with national team coaches is a vital part of that process. Quote, We have also worked in cooperation with national coaches. Australia and England have been great examples of how we are working together, also Sweden. That has been the approach, but when you train here, you are 100%. Due to the days leading up to the Manchester United game, and the days leading up to this game, I really start to see a team reaching good levels. We still have things to develop and have a higher ceiling, but I see we are reaching a good level now, and that is satisfying to see. As part of his overall rotation policy, Jonas Eisvall also rotates his goalkeepers, with Manu Zinsberger favored against deep block opposition, and Sabrina D'Angelo favored for games and Arsenal's plan revolves more around the counterattack. Both WSL games so far this season have involved both goalkeepers, and Eidevall says that policy will continue. It's not a permanent jersey we stick on one player, not in any position. We try to build at least two really good players in each position, and we like to have different qualities in those players, so we can use them for tactical reasons. But, also, there is competition to see who is in the starting 11. Obviously, it is the same with the goalkeepers. D'Angelo made a big error in conceding a first-half equalizer in the game against Manchester United. But Idaval says for goalkeepers, dealing with errors is no different to any outfield player. Quote, We have to look forward. We have to think of the next action. If we dwell on mistakes, that is not a winning mentality. You can't change anything from it. You can learn from it. It can be your positioning or your decision-making. And you learn, and you look forward. Everyone has to do that in the team. Sabrina is no different. Then I see more than you guys do, because you only see the games, but I see training as well. I have to base my decisions on everything that we do. Not only the minutes and the matches, even though those are very important. This has been a recording by Arsenal Audible. All credit goes to the original authors. Thank you for listening. Thank you.